welcome everybody to the Hybrid Dive Podcast. It's your host Dylan Scott, and today I'm here with a man who has braved the sand when racing a high rocks, who is the voice of the Florida Grid League, and who will be rallying in the valley coming up this weekend. Joe Roberto, how you doing, buddy? Good man. How are you? I'm doing well. You know, I'm just podcasting and doing my impromptu spin class right now. Um, yeah, I've, like I've watched a few of, or listened or, or watched a few of your uh, other conversations where you guys are riding, either two of you or at least you are. Hey, anybody who wants to get looped in and ride, you're more than welcome to hop in. If you want to sit back in the chair, just have a conversation, that works just as well. Yeah, there you go. So, um, so coming up this weekend, uh, I was talking with Matt, who's going to be out there, and he said that for batter bu- Battle Bunker, Eastern Regionals, y'all room together. How bad of a roommate is Matt Davis? Uh, no, he's good. I, I told Matt, he, I don't like bunking with anybody. So, you know, like I, I, there's only a few people and I heard Rich talking, you know, I'm friends with Rich. So he was talking about, you know, he, he had an experience bunking with him. It was all good, you know? So I was like, all right, I can, I can do that. It, it makes things a little bit easier, um, especially financially too. Yeah, for sure. Traveling, so. Dude, I, I, that was the first time in, in ever that I've actually bunked with somebody besides my wife. So, it, absolutely, and and I'm kind of the same way. Like I I hate rooming with somebody else, and the only person that I've found that I'll room with for races travel wise is Tara. Like that's it. Okay. Like yeah. I found okay that works. I can room with her, and that's about it. It's either her or I'm rooming with the wife. Nobody else. Like yeah. But um yeah, just. He mentioned that, and I was like, "Man, we gotta talk some shit about him." Um, no, no, he was good though. He was good. I I always worry about myself, so I'm over considerate, or at least I hope I am. <laughs> Dude, you the know? same way. Um, yeah. I I'm kind of like, like, well, one reason is because of me. I'm like, I'm a problem, so maybe I should just be all to my own. Um, yeah, no, it for might, sure. It might be better for you. So just yeah. if you can handle me, we might be all right. Right, right. So. What I really want to do is before we jump into, you know, kind of everything that we could go into about what's coming up this weekend and all that is to look back for you and follow along. Hey, like how, how was it that you even got to this place? Um, what your kind of background is from sport and then how that started for you in life. So where was really the first place that fitness in any way, shape or form was starting to show up for you? Um, realistically, I mean, like most kids or a lot of kids, at least growing up, you know, we did or in the nineties and stuff, like we played a lot of baseball and stuff. I'm sure there was kids playing football. So I played a lot of baseball growing up, but when I got to high school, I, and this is no excuse, but I mean, I was very undersized. Um, I was pro- I probably, when I graduated high school, I was like five foot seven. I really didn't hit a growth spurt and get to like, I'm around six foot tall now till after high school. So when I got to to that point, I wasn't as I was a great ball player until high school. And then you get around the kids in high school that are not built like kids anymore, you know. So yeah. it's a different uh, thing. Um, I, I did uh, a little pole vault in high school, um, but I was not built for, you know, track or anything. I, I, I wasn't a fan of cross country or running long distances or anything like that. Um, so it kind of fell off for me. Um, in high school and at that point i i kind of went down a, a, a path that i'm not so proud of you know but it is what it is it's it's history now but uh and it and it went through several years until i was in my early 20s and then i uh that's when kind of fitness first kicked off 
for me. So, so did you have like anybody in your family early on that, that wanted you to be involved in sports? Like, I mean, did you have, you know, father, grandfather, mother that was like, Hey, I want, you know, I want Joe to be a great ball player. Yeah. My, my dad, of course, you know, he wanted me to play football, um, which in high school I did play, we'll call it, I played football. Uh, I, I was on the varsity team in 11th grade. I was telling my son, I have a son who's 14 years old. Um, he's starting high school this year and he's into sports and wants to do all this stuff. And he's unfortunately built like I was, but, but he's much more into it uh, or whatever. So well, we can always get into that, but, uh, I lost my train of thought there where I was going with it. No, no, but, you're good. Go, go down whatever path your brain's taking you. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, um, where were we with, uh, high school? Just, just oh, basically yeah. like where your how your parents, your dad was pushing you to play football. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Excuse me. Yeah. So we're talking about my pops. Yeah. So he wanted me to play football. And I think that was more something he wanted to see happen than mm-hmm. I really wanted to. And that's what I was telling my son. That's where I was going. You know, so it wasn't something that I necessarily wanted to do. Um, but I did it during my 11th grade year. I actually moved up to St. Augustine, Florida. Um, I'm, I'm originally from South Florida like Fort Lauderdale area for mm-hmm. people who don't know the area. You know, if I start naming uh, smaller towns or cities. Yeah. No, uh, just go mainly, completely. Just be like, if you don't know your Florida geography for this podcast, you're fucked. Like, yeah, but you know what it is? It's like people, uh, you say South Florida, but the university of South Florida is in Tampa, which is, you know, six hours North of here, five hours North of here. So um, nobody really knows where, when you're talking South Florida, unless you're from here, but I just say Fort Lauderdale. Um so I went, I went up to St. Augustine in 11th grade to finish uh, for the last couple of years of high school and did football in 11th grade and just got, I mean, I was in 11th, so I was on varsity, um, but I was benched, you know, a lot of the time, mm-hmm. but I got, I did get put on the field one time and got just obliterated, just destroyed and but blindsided, didn't see it coming. Um, of course they pulled me off to that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that was about it. He, they wanted me to do that stuff, but it, it uh, it just wasn't in the cards at the time, and I didn't have the motivation to do fitness or compete or any of that, uh, you know. Uh, and this is like two thousand, you know, ninety nine, uh, two thousand one, let's say. So that was when I was in eleventh grade, and uh, you know, there wasn't CrossFit at the time. Yeah. Um, you know, so these these things uh, really, I, I went through my other phases after high school. And then got into boxing and boxing led to running because I needed to run, you know, all, you know, we all know boxing is an endurance thing. So, um, in addition to many other things, but yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so, I mean, if you're looking at like, like your point out there, okay. So you're, you're an undersized kid all through high school. Of course, if you're getting put out there on the football field, particularly in Florida, I mean, Florida's a football powerhouse kind of state. When you think football, you think Florida, Texas, you think California. Those are kind of your Yeah, things. I think St. Augustine High won the state championship the year before that I was on the field. So they still had some beasts out there. Yeah. So you're getting put out there. you got a middle school body with with college sure. recruits. <laughs> and they're like – and you're like, dude, this is not fun. I'm getting pancaked all the time. This, this and it wasn't time. about head trauma back then. Like you you did the, the drills where you were laying on your back and turned oh, and hit each other. Hell yeah, Oklahoma they, drill, baby. And just let the team hit you. You know, like it was – if you were tough enough to take it, they'd let you. That yeah. was very much the time of like, you know, Oklahoma drill. How loud can we make those shoulder pads pop? And water was bad for you. 
they give you cramps, you know, they barely yeah. let you have any. <laughs> in Florida. Perfect. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then also like the fitness world hadn't really come around yet. CrossFit's not gonna start taking off until, you know, seven years later. You're not gonna start seeing it till like 2008, 2009. Um, so of course, somebody in that position, where do you go from a fitness standpoint? Um and nowhere. Uh, yeah, it was exactly. Tough. Yeah. And so it makes sense that it was like, hey, you know what, I'm gonna go do something else. And there's something else was not good things. So and we, we don't have yeah. to have any of that stuff. No, no, yeah. But yeah, so you find idle boxing. hands, you know? Exactly. Devil's playground. So uh so you find boxing, no more idle hands. Now you're taking them and aiming them at people's head. Um right. And about what age is that? Um, I was around twenty, geez, let's see, it was two thousand. So like twenty seven, twenty something like that. Twenty twenty six. No, I'm sorry. It was 2012. I can't even think right now. So, yeah, 2027, 20, somewhere yeah. around there. Yeah, which um, would be pretty late to pick up boxing. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is late. I, I always was into it. I, I followed it a lot, but mm-hmm. I didn't get the chance to do it. So I had a job. This was – so my yeah, the, my son is uh, 14, so this is before him, and I had a job – um, in 2007, eight and nine, when the, when the, you know, the market was crashing and stuff. And I worked at a debt settlement company. So we negotiated credit card debt for people and things like that. Or you, you know, people weren't able to pay their cards at all. they stacked at that time with mortgages and things. The interest was out of control. So, but that office was right next to the hard rock, um, down here, the hard rock casino that's on the, uh, reservation. So, they had a boxing gym right outside of there that was called the heavyweight factory. Um, my friends that I grew up with were good friends with the owner of that place. And that was the place they were, they opened and were taking collegiate athletes and football players that couldn't make it to the big show, but were still killer athletes and trying to turn them into heavyweight champions. And they had a couple of good athletes come out of there at a UN that became, you know, I don't know how far they made it, you know, because I uh-huh. don't follow them too many, but um, it was a cool, it was an awesome gym and it was 10 minutes from my office. So I was, I was got into running and training and, and went over there and they allowed me to just train. And then one of the coaches started working with me and it was a, you know, it was a good experience. I got my butt kicked a lot of the time, um, but I was bigger, you know, as far as height and reach and stuff. So I, and I, and I'm decent at boxing um as far as form and technique and things like that so um i did some amateur stuff for a little bit nothing crazy and um ultimately running and stuff and and every day before uh before work you know doing your shadow boxing stuff your jump roping and stuff like that so you know i went over ended up cross in a crossfit gym um i met my wife right during the amateur boxing phase and then her and i started crossfit when we were dating together in 2012 and that's when you know the real fitness started kicking off yeah and and so So. before we move on to that uh just interesting thing on boxing uh because i find that to be an interesting sport i think it sometimes gets confused with fighting and i think you would say as a boxer that it's not really fighting it's like there's a skill to it there's a scoring component like it's not a street brawl there's there's a lot more to it than that. No, I mean it, it's a discipline too. So you know, like I I've always and when I talk about it, you know, you'll never find. I mean, you'll find people with bad attitudes and stuff that are boxers, but 
you won't find a ton of them that are out beating the crap out of everybody. You know, the and and when they need to fight like somebody in a street brawl, they're gonna win the fight if they if the other person has no training whatsoever because it's just you know, it's just not the same using your power and punching with technique and being able to t- duck punches and things like that. You know, it's just not the same. It's not, it's not street brawling. Now a boxer can be a good street brawler, but I don't think a street brawler can beat a boxer. That, yeah, that, that checks out, makes sense. And I mean, as somebody, I don't have hardly any training from a combat experience. Like I don't know much about combat sports, watch them, think they're enjoyable and can see kind of the difference between like, okay, two guys, shirts come off we're gonna fight in the street and what's going on from a technique standpoint in the ring it's just for sure it's fun to watch to be honest um and i like it yeah if there's anybody on here who has insights to it i like to hear from them on that like one of the guys i talked to had done like taekwondo karate and so just yeah. cool to hear you know the thoughts on that yeah there's good boxing i don't think that like i mean everybody you know i guess it's good the jake paul stuff because it brings attention to the sport i don't think you know, like I think people are missing like a lot of the good, you know, hopefully those people see some of the good fights like Bud Crawford and Errol Spence who fought the week before, you know, who probably have no idea who either of the two are. But, mm-hmm. you know, um, so, you know, it is yeah, sometimes you get the uh, the like theatrics of, you know, a Jake Paul and Nate Diaz fight. And what that does is turn somebody into a boxing fan. And they're like, this was kind of cool. I wonder what it's like at a more refined level. I hope so. I hope so because the '90s were really good for boxing. You know, the '80s and '90s were killer. And if you're if you love boxing, then all the times are really good because oh, you know, some of it moved across the pond, and there was a lot of belts over there, especially for the heavyweights. And that's why yeah. Ameri- I think America wasn't quite as involved in the two thousand, especially Klitschko brothers and things like that. So yeah. I'd go on for days about boxing. So. Dude, that's fine. I, I enjoy you know following everybody's unique path with kind of their knowledge yeah. base that, that helps to spread a lot. So you, you do go through your, your amateur career, have a couple of fights. Um, and then you said that 2012 was around the time that you kind of got more into the CrossFit realm, which that would be the time where we're starting to see CrossFit start to pop off a bit. Um, yeah. what's, is 2012, is that kind of like Jason Khalifa-ish time or what are we Yeah, doing? that's right before, I think 2013 was when Rich Froning couldn't climb the ropes, maybe. Okay, yeah, I think that sounds right. Maybe he took second place because of the rope climb in 13, and then it was 14, 15, 16, 17, like he won all those. Yeah, um, I think. Khalifa, I think, was like 2007, 8, and 9, because I think 2007 was the first at the at the ranch or wherever. Ranch. I, okay. I don't, I don't, yeah, I might. I this we we can we can botch some <laughs> of the stuff. That's okay, but that's the yeah. timeline we're kind of looking at. We're looking at this as like the early Andy Thor's daughter, who is still around, and you know, then your your Jason Cleavers, your Dan Bailey's, your Rich Froning starts to come onto the scene. Yeah. Um. So with that, what was it that even made you transition over to CrossFit? Why were you like, all right, I'm gonna get out of this boxing stuff. I want to start throwing some barbells around, doing gymnastics. Um. You know, I to be honest, it, I I didn't have. My wife and I were just looking, girlfriend at the time, but we're looking for something to do um, outside of just going out and stuff. And I was running early in the mornings and stuff, not really doing any, you know, real weightlifting or anything um, because I don't, you know, at, at the amateur level, I, I didn't even, you know, I was just getting into it. Like I said, fitness was not like a huge part of my life through all of those years up until 2011 ish. So, um, I think that's when I ran my first 5K was 2011, 
and I met John House. I don't know. Do you know John? Yep. Uh, yeah. So he and I have been friends since 2011. We have run into each other five Ks down here. We both live close by. He trains with me on Sundays here. Oh, solid. Um, so yeah, he's a good guy. But he, uh, we, I ran my first five K then. Um, got into the boxing, and then we it just kind of went to that. And we did a group on at one of the uh, CrossFits. Um, thought it was cool. The the gym we were at, we just thought maybe we'll check out a few others. Ended up at the one that I'm at now. Uh, CrossFit Deerfield Beach. This was uh, for the first open, uh, uh, the open of 2000. So CrossFit Open 2013 mm-hmm. uh, was my first open, which was here. Um, and then, you know, just started building fitness and things from there. I had not done any or even, I've probably heard of Spartan at the time, but I had not done any Spartan races or anything like that, because that was kind of the next phase after kind of CrossFit, which CrossFit is still a huge part now, especially because of the hybrid races and what it's become. Yeah. So you found yourself like you got into the box, started, you know, taking part in the programming there. And then how long was it before you ventured out and started doing Spartan racing and stuff like that? Not until 2017 was my first Spartan race. Um, And it was down at Amelia Earhart in Miami Mm -hmm. uh, back when it was a Actually, I don't even think I did it when it was a super. I think I did a sprint. And I believe my first sprint was like the winner was 20 something minutes. You know, I think it was Hobie call. Yeah. And and I uh, and I was 49 minutes or 54 minutes or something ridiculous. Yeah. They just needed some barbells. Less obstacles, more barbells. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. I'm, and, and then I got really into it though. Cause then I was kind of, you know, I had already been cutting at that point. I've been coaching. I started coaching CrossFit in 2016. Um, got my L one was coaching in, in, in that time. Um, and then just started to wanted to do some other type of training, you know, just to kind of branch it out. And then I got into that and I was like, Oh, I like this. I, I have a, I had a decent park at that point that I could run bike trails and it was about six and a half miles. It was solid. Um, it's gone now. It's now it's overcome with bike trails and the bike people hate runners, uh, you know, out here, especially. So, uh, see this rough. Cause I, I run a lot of the stuff I run is like mountain bike trails and everything and it's normally pretty it's pretty sparse with with mountain bikers and like the thing is if i come up on one like and we're coming on a single track i'm like dude i can just like scamper a little to the side like step off for us because it's the the way our layout is you know city area and whatnot the park is only so big so it's a lot of winding and there's a lot of trees so I'm smart enough, you know, I don't know about other runners, but I run heads up so that way I can see them coming. You're just supposed to do that, but not everybody, you know, I've seen other people going the other way, but I'll, uh, you know, ours is very busy though. And there's a lot of winding corners. So I treat it like when I worked at restaurants, like I yell corner as I'm coming around, hoping they don't have headphones in. I usually don't wear headphones on, on those things because I don't want them to hurt themselves and me especially either. So, um, you know. But it is what it is. Hey, that that was it. That was what I was excited about. So I that I started running that by myself and timing myself and doing a lot. Of, that was my only trail. So yeah, you're on the you're on the trails of that back of the house mentality. Nice, With hot, <laughs> zero elevation. A lot of the trees got the big trees. We had giant. I mean, it was a, a it would have been a forest if the hurricane in 2005 didn't knock down almost every tree in the park. We got, are we uh, talking about Katrina. No, th- uh, this was Wilma. Wilma? 
I think it was the same year, but Katrina kind of, I don't remember if it went under us or barely hit us. And then yeah. Louisiana is what it really, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. And all that. But I think that was Wilma. It was like October of 2005, if I'm not mistaken. See, Wilma. Uh, so all the trees were knocked down. So they were replanted. There were new trees, but, and they, you know, but it's only been, you know, seven years. Now they're a little bigger. It's, yeah. it'll get back to that in 50 years, you know, but. <laughs> You forget you plant you plant like trees go away like you see trees out there that are decently sized dude those mm-hmm. things are 20 30 40 years old we had and we had banyan trees that were like that we're talking when the trunks when the hurricane knocked it down the trunks stood 50 foot uh, the roots of the trunks were 50 foot off the ground so I'm, i mean the winds were incredible there are areas where intersections are that have fountains now that used to be these banyan trees that were completely ripped out of the ground unbelievable trees I, i'll i'll message you a few pictures after all this but that's, that's, I mean, get, that's nuts, that's nuts. Uh, uh, but anyways yeah back we were on the, tra- the trails and that was the spartan and all that so 2017 ish and what kind of so like when, when you came into the box and everything and started training and stuff what what was it that caused you to be like eh, i want to get back out on the trails because i mean normally i mean somebody who does crossfit a lot they're known if you're like, hey, do you like running? It's normally uh, no. Yeah, I I think it's enjoying. Once I started looking more into the things, you know, I, I looked into the death race. I was I still haven't done it, but I I would like to now. I'm glad I didn't do it back then because I would have had no chance at all of even getting close, you know. To, um, but you know, just I I don't love Olympic lifting, um, snatch, clean and jerk. Mm-hmm. not a huge fan i'll i'll do it my i think my max snatch is 190 you know and i'll maybe clean and jerk like 240 pounds but i do not really care to i mean clean and jerk i'll go i'll be willing to send it a little more but yeah snatching is not for it doesn't no it's not functional anyway so see i'm dog shit at it like i'm really bad but i still love it like it's so much it's, fun it's a mobility thing for me, especially. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and you're long, you know, so it's it's hard for longer people with long limbs. You're probably out there way on the end of the, the barbell with the grips, you know. Pretty you know, pretty pretty far out there and like it's uh you know, it's it's not pretty. And of course I'm not like burying a deep squat snatch. Like I don't have the thoracic mobility for that. I can't get right. in a good enough position. I always lose it forward. But I do love it. And yeah. like that's the one of the weird things is like I'm just kind of distance runner guy but dude i will sit down and watch olympic weightlifting all day long I, it's so pretty watching it is another story yeah when i got really into crossfit i started watching it a lot and watching the older videos of like uh what is it pyros demas from greece okay. i don't know if you've watched any of that stuff i don't think like, i've watched him he won gold like through several olympics and stuff there's some killer at, you know amazing stuff I- I've gone yeah. back and watched like the crazy Bulgarians, like mm-hmm. the training that they were doing. It's just a ridiculous volume and also a ridiculous amount of drugs. Um, yeah, I follow a lot of the Chinese uh, oh, yeah. strength, especially. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the, the Chinese so. are just they're they're so they are elite with their weightlifting. Yeah. It's um, that mobility though. It's all about mobility, mobility, and then accessory strength and all. You know, like just all that. But so. So you found that like, hey, I kind of want the challenge of something outside of the box. I want to go out and race these Spartans, race these longer races. You're eyeing the death race, which you did not do. But you're like, all right, hey, this is on my mind. So how long are you in the Spartan kind of realm racing those for? Uh, I I have I just recently stopped racing Spartans or like 
I wouldn't even say that I could train for them because I was I I'd run. Uh, I'll tell you, like 2017, I started. 2019, so 2018, the Palm Beach uh, it moved from Miami to um, Boca Raton, which is now even closer to me. Uh, going to Miami was like a 40 mile drive. Going to this one is like seven miles from my house. So the Palm Beach Sprint, that is, is what it's called now. Mm-hmm. Um, I 2018 I ran and I was getting a little better running more 2019 I won age group on Saturday and took second place on Sunday or vice versa something like that and so I started I was like oh I you know now I want to make a stab at the the elite you know like maybe the pro team you know but what I realized you know the further into into athletics or competitive athletics especially um is the elite is like a whole nother level. Like you guys are on a whole nother level. You, Rich, Ryan, you know, Hunter, seriously, like, and, and people at my gym are like, wow, you, they think I'm on another level, but they, I, I don't, you know, and I know it's just relative to where people are and their Mm -hmm. on their voyage for this, for this life. But, um, you know, I, I, so anyways, I started looking for, a running coach. I, and I don't even know, I, like I was looking through like who Spartan things, you know, and, yeah. and then ended up finding Rich Ryan. Um, so reinforced, he, he, he hit me up email. We got on a phone call. I ended up joining with him on uh, in 2019. And that was like right after that. So right after April, 2019, I think it was maybe June of 19. Um, which may have been like a, a really good thing in addition to him being an awesome coach. I mean, it was a good thing, I think, also because then we obviously got into 2020, which crushed all racing. Yeah. Um, but it, it, I was at like a six or seven month in already commitment of like training. And and so then I was like looking at like that 24 hour challenge that Matt and then or, or, or I forget what the, the virus uh, there was like a 24 hour run as many five mile loops as you could. Okay. Uh, thing for 2020. Um, but anyways, I, you know, oh, so I, I know what you mean. Okay. I'm, I, it, I'm, I'm trying to, I was trying to remember it's, it's clicking with me now. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I can't remember the name of it right now, but, um, but anyways, so he and I were, uh, you know, good coach. We, we spoke a lot. It was a good time to have somebody to speak to who also trains, didn't have races to be able to run either. You know, but, um, you know, because it was a hard time for everybody and not everybody had that at no. that time, especially. So and I was fortunate enough to be able to have him as a coach, you know, hire him as a coach. So. Yeah. Yeah. 20, 2020 was a, was a weird time. 2020 and 2021. Like for sure. early because I was racing Spartans up until February of 2020. I raced down in Jacksonville. Um, and then after that, it was like everything kind of got kaput. And it was yeah. this weird like ebb and flow of like. Races might be coming back. Oh, no, they're not. We're doing an online competition. All right. Now they'll be back for this. Oh, no, they're not. And so during that time, I think a lot of people, like for me, I'll say 2020 through 2022 was actually a great period for me. It it was a a period of growth and a period of like, I I started getting much better as an athlete. Um, The allotted time was allocated to training and it just boosted. Like I went from whatever you're saying, like another level. Over that two-year span, that's what happened. Yeah. Um, and so for some people, it was a great time. They could focus in. They dialed in. They got a lot better. Some people didn't have any resources. They didn't have any motivation. They were kind of listless. And that was a shitty yeah. time. 
Yeah, they. I mean, the one thing everybody had was time at that time. So they just made. I think at that point it was a decision. Like, are you gonna wait? You know, waste it or at least do something. I. I, I mean, I did plenty of like drinking and and not doing stuff in addition to the hours of training I was doing because and I and I with the work that I do I could I could not I could work I, so I could be out I was out and about it, there was no real lockdown for me especially being in South Florida you know we had my my wife worked in uh in hospitality and she she had no she had to go to work also there were tons of layoffs through the, that first year um but because of where she was she you know she just had to she was doing all kinds of jobs there and I pressure clean and paint and do outdoor work. So nobody yeah. really minded me being on their roof because I wasn't close to them. You know, I just needed gas and bleach and I could go. So I was still out doing those things, but then there, everything else was closed. So come home, pull the treadmill, bought a treadmill, pull, pulled it out on the back deck and just ran on it for hours at a time. Um, actually was doing many hours in 19 with Rich. Oh, that's right. Because Rich, was working with me leading into the world champs of uh, Spartan in 2019. I went to Tahoe. Okay. Uh, so that was, that was just before that, but. And how was that experience? How was that experience out there? How did that go? Wow. Yeah. How was the experience? It was a great experience. I I feel like I was more in shock the whole time. I I struggled, but I, I I finished, which is a goal, which is to me, it was a win. I don't know if you were there or know about it, but. It was was ruthless, wasn't it? It was freezing too. Like that Wednesday was it was seventies, and then that Saturday was or Sunday, whatever day it was. I can't remember now. It was it was twenty five degrees or something like that. It was snowing, and I was thirty four years old and had never seen snow in my whole life. So it was my first time seeing snow. I did not. I packed for seventies. So I went to the store. I got. I didn't know what to wear. Should I layer up? Should I? I layered up. Big mistake. You know, I started sweating. I was freezing. Mm-hmm. They had the swim at the top, like four miles into the 14 miles, um, which you had. To, I, I had a waterproof bag. I took everything off, put it in the bag, got in, got out, got back dressed. It was horrible. It was uh, I took me four and a half hours to go 14 miles. I think the winter was like two hours. <laughs> Dude, that's a that's ruthless. Cause, uh, but it was more like I was like, what am I doing? Oh, it was a Sunday because I was like, I could be watching football today it's warm it, i'm in the woods like i'm up on this mountain the wind was like 35 miles an hour it was just terrible but i that's what i i, I enjoy that and, and looking back i'm glad i did it you know because it's that's what makes people you know whatever so you know I, I like the suffering it's just in the moment it was not what i was ready for you know so but that's that's what it's all about i guess yeah, some of the best stories come from those moments where you look at yourself and you're like, what am I doing right now? Um, like, there are so many easier things that I could be partaking in. And yeah. I'm on the, but I'm freezing cold on the side of this mountain and I got 10 miles left to go. Like, yeah, my ears were completely numb. I didn't have anything covered my ears. I had like this little stupid beanie on that I got at the store. Like, uh, I was, I, I was like, shiver. I had my hands in my armpits. I was just shuffling down the mountain one point and i'm just trying to get through that sits with you now it's like you're like oh well i can do that so like if i can do that any of these like lesser things that i have to do i'll be okay yeah that's why i love hybrid because i don't have to worry about it either that's true (laughs) or or at least no i I, that's i take that back because we can't we don't really know what the definition i guess of hybrid is as a whole but these hybrid races like high rocks deca all indoor 
minus the one on the beach where we saw, you know, dude, that was, that was, uh, that was, I, and trying to double that day, we, we both went for that one. That was a rough, that was a rough go. Yeah. Um, I know. I, I did, I dropped out in zones at the lunges. I think I dropped out on the solo. We won me and Nick from, uh, powerlift won the do the doubles, but then crash and burn on the, uh, it was just too hot i had nothing left to give i was cramped i was done i wasn't hydrated enough it was no good the only reason i finished that race is because i was like this is the first race i've done since my son was born and i'm not dropping out <laughs> that was the only <laughs> that was it like i was i was in the lunges Did you, you took like fourth place or something i think right i got yeah i got fourth um yeah but, but you ran the doubles before and you guys won that you and Tara, right yeah Tara and i ran that together that was fine like i, I didn't mind that too much but uh once the sun got like midpoint in the sky and both ends of that tent were completely exactly gone, you the like, hard end that was hard packed was beautiful it was shaded that first race every time i hit it was like let's go yep and then you know crash yeah, and burn. <laughs> i was walking i was like i'm in and I like I don't know what my wall ball split was because my little timer thing accidentally kept reading my doubles. So, uh, but it had to be twelve minutes. Like, <laughs> like dude, I would do sets of three or five and sit down. And like as I did that, Tara just stood there and laughed at me. Like yeah. I was like, "You jerk!" Uh, she but she took pictures and so she was just waiting for me at the finish. She was holding up. She's like, "You look so bad." <laughs> I was like, "No, it was rough, man. There were people falling out like big time." Yeah, that's a. If that was somebody's first experience with that, I'm. I apologize on the behalf of uh, the High Rocks community. I'm sorry. I heard they're going to do it again too. Beautiful. Like I, I would do it a second time, but uh. I mean, I'm going to do it because it's right down the street. But I would much have rather this October 25th or whatever it was supposed to be. They were doing indoor here, and then it just got wiped for whatever reason. So. That would have that would have been nice. I'm going. I'm going to go to Denmark at the end of September to race to try to get a time to be competitive. Because uh, right now I ain't rocking with it. Um, yeah. But so we don't get sidetracked on that. So 2020 comes through and basically just stirs the whole pot. Actually takes the pot off the stove, throws it across the room. To be fair. Um, and it, what, what's it like for you, kind of acclimating, getting your way back into sport? Competitions start coming back. How do these hybrid events start getting on your radar? Um, I actually, in 2009, in September of 2019, I saw some things about DECA. Um, and I bought a Ram from RamFit in Ireland, like, cause DECA did, Spartan didn't really have a ton mm-hmm. of them, I think at the time. And then, so I knew that was, I, that was on my radar. I'm sorry. No. And in uh, I, I, the years just kind of all blend together in November of 2019 now, so after the World Championships of mm-hmm. Spartan, High Rocks, well, I heard about High Rocks, and it was at the Fitness uh, Expo in Miami. And that was November of 2019. Yep. So I did my first High Rocks that that. Uh, oh, so you that raced that one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I sweet. Ran, so you were I did early. solo pro, because I love just throwing myself right into, if I see a leader pro, I'm like, if they'll accept me, I'm coming. That's, you know, I'll do that first. And if if you if you look back at my time, my now this was when which is the best I think is when the the sled push was one down and back, so it was a long length. I love that. I I, I love knowing that once I get down, I just have to go back and it's over. The down and back twice is a nightmare, especially if you've ever done 
the other one. It was just so awesome. So um, because it was the fitness expo, there was some, you know, it was CrossFit athletes. There was people, all kinds of in Miami, you know, it was, it was a pop. It was a very popping event at this uh, convention center. And one huge convention center was the whole fitness expo. Then you walk through all those like little uh, double door type things and high rocks was going on in the other one. And we're talking like what high rocks looks like now, but then just add a huge fitness expo on top of it. You know, so it was the way I look, I haven't been to a better one yet as far as just the amount of people, you know, like Vegas was good uh, for Mm -hmm. the world's, you know, that was awesome. But um, just because of, you know, the amount of people like so I, I did the sled push. It took me an hour 25. But was that not like a uh, kind of a beast on the sled pull? Was it not a one one for that, too? No, um, I I was pretty good at that. I, I picked up quickly that that, you know, how that rope has like first it gives a little stretch before it gives its pull. Yes. So I have like some good technique. I think with that, my uh, I don't recall what my time was. I was probably hurting pretty bad because my push time was under three minutes. It was like two and change. Um, so, and you can imagine like you're hurting after that. And that's back in the day, like the when the that's back when the sleds were heavy. Yeah, well, I don't even know, you know, whatever it was at four eighty five with everything. Well, let's put it um, this way: I have felt a marked difference between the first sled that I popped into in Dallas in twenty twenty one. And what I've hit since in 2023 and 2020 too late. Like you, you yeah. if you're pushing sub three with those, you were uh, you were fighting. I was, hard. but I was feeling it. Matt Frazier, I, my wife was at the end of my lane cheering me. Behind her was Matt Frazier, just watching <laughs> the whole thing going on. And I was like, I'm fucking going right now. Oh, can I say that? Oh, I'm sorry, yeah, dude. Yeah, I probably said fucking. <laughs> like, if that becomes a problem, uh, I'm, okay. I'm going and. and and just gave it all. And I probably, if I look back, the run is probably like seven minutes or something like that. But it, like either way, so you come out of that. That's one of the very first, I think that might've been the first high rocks in America. Cause I know they did first high rocks. And I think so. And, and DECA was just kind of being talked about. Maybe they were following their, I, I don't know what really started first. I feel like high rocks was first and DECA kind of. So high rocks started in 2017. Like officially, right. if you look, they're like uh, officially 2017 over it. I don't know if they raced until 2018, and then right. they came to the U.S. in 2019. So I think they came before. Yeah, and it's I mean it's just a similar thing, but it's a good concept, and I like both of them. They're both totally different races, you know, especially with the strong, the mile, the fit, you know, all that crap. So oh, oh, they really are, and they play complete. I mean, if you go across the board, like honestly, if you go from the strong, the fit, or the strong, the mile, the fit, and then go to a high rocks, like the level of the type of athlete that'll be successful at all of those will vary. Mm-hmm, for sure. um, what there'll be guys who will crush a fit, but the strength like baseline that you have to have for high rocks will crush them. And then you have guys that'll be fine at a high rocks like me, but the power output in a strong, I can't put out too short. Yeah, like bubble, like bubbles power output. Oh yeah. You can just like, if your power goes out of your house, just hook him and a bike up to a generator and just Dude. let it fly. Be good like, to go. Yeah, your light bulbs will be on, baby. Don't worry. We got a guy at my gym now that it put. He did the. Uh, I don't know if you saw. We posted his. Uh, he and his, uh, they did co-ed strong here when I because my, my we're an affiliate now. We yep. had our first strong in June, and they threw down a nine thirty one strong co-ed. Okay. He, I think he put down twenty five calories in 20, less than twenty seconds, like twenty one yeah. seconds or something. That's, that's on an hour, not an air bike either. 
And that's the difference. Like big difference for sure. Yeah, and dude, the Echo bike is it's uh, so the assault bike for long rides kind of sucks. The Echo mm-hmm. bike is so just like sturdy. It's smooth. It, it's not like I mean you can tell the difference, but it gives nothing. Like if you stop, like you're it's done. Absolutely. And the air the, the air bike is like I love that thing. But yeah. I don't have one. We used to have a bunch. We don't have any here. We have nothing but Echo. So it's good to train on just the Echo though. And then if you get lucky enough to go to a gym that has a stronger a mile, and they've got the assault bikes. Then I'm like, hell yeah, I'm gonna rip this thing. Oh, you're good you know, for ten. So. You're good for like eight to ten seconds. Easily. I mean, I can, and in me, like, I, I vary a ton when I get to that bike because I just hit these things all wrong sometimes. <laughs> I'm still learning. Like, it's, I'm, I'm tough. I'm hard headed. So, dude, it, it's all right. I was having, like, I thought I was having a great race, uh, like three weeks ago. I did a strong, I did a mile at, uh, CrossFit Supercell. And I'm like, oh, this is going smooth, going smooth. Hit the bike, push like 500 watts the whole time. I'm like, okay, great. You did good on the bike. And then all of a sudden, it was like, brother. You are underwater. Like it just went from yeah. 100 to zero so fast. I was like, oh no. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And you hope you're far enough ahead that you can suck it up somewhere and then and still finish with a decent time. But yeah, it's, it's, it's it, I mean, I really believe that just building up to round to seven to zone seven is where, where. Oh, that, that's you know, the it, issue. It, if, you can, if you can bank through seven, eight, nine and have anything left for 10, you know. Because I, I go way too fast. I'm I'm pretty efficient at the the rower and the you know everybody. If you if you're good at rowing and that stuff, I can beat to zone five in no time, and then double the time that it took me to get there to finish the last five. You know, so dangerous for me. It flips after I get off the bike. Like I get to the D ball and my I'm so sweaty, man. Is the problem? Like yeah, dude, that thing is like it's like trying to like throw a grease pig over your shoulder. I'm like, come here, and it varies. Gym to gym, you either have one that's this big, you have one that's like this big and still weighs 60 pounds. I, I tried to find like the medium size with the grip like texture yes. on it. it, seems to be the best one to deal with. Well, you know? I, and that's one of the problems. Like, I will say that's in, a bit of an issue with the whole DECA model as the affiliates is you don't have a ton of consistency with the equipment all the You're time, right. and then the layout and just and, everything. Trust me, I. I it, the more that I'm part of it as an affiliate, I, I'm like, like I hold my, ours is held to a standard. I got my, for our mile that's coming up, I have it set for the last day to possibly run, uh, you know, to, to qualify for worlds. Yeah. Um, it starts at zone five. It's one out and back per, you know, no real corners or turns or nothing. Um, we got the echo bike. We use the ski erg. We use a rower erg. We don't use any of those other machines that they say, like, cause there's one ski that's approved that I can pull a 130. Oh, you're talking five, about you're talking about perform better, like probably that you are. So I've because I'm like I'm ripping on this thing. Hell yeah! Like, dude, uh, I go to so I can ski. Like if you said Dylan, I need to ski hard for an hour. I could probably give you 152, 151 for a whole hour. Right. But if you put me on a PB2, like perform better, I can give you 150, 152, and just have a yeah. conversation. Like yeah, they're, they're ten seconds, ten to twelve okay. seconds. Fast. Yeah. So, and, and that's the one, yeah, you said PB2 and that made it click. That is definitely the one. And I, I feel like a champion on that thing. I'm like, this sucks because this might help me qualify, but it, when I get there, I'm going to get wrecked. If we're all, every, it's all relative to, you know, the machine we're on the day of competition. And yeah, a hundred percent. I have no idea why you should be able to use one of those or even use an echo bike. Cause somebody who's using an echo bike is at a disadvantage. Right. So, eh, but anyways, still, 
we can go on for days about that too, probably. And the equipment and the, the berry, anything, you know. But so, so with that, a place that we do expect for the standards to be held and all the equipment to be good is going to be this weekend. So, yeah, out to West Rally. How, how stoked are you for that? Pretty fired up. Um, I met Matt at Battle Bunker. I got to do Battle Bunker uh, regionals in the East. Um, I'm sure it's not a surprise, you know, but like, or the, the East was not, the East is just not as strong as the West. If anybody's yeah. looking at these, these things, I mean, that, that's why I, I was able to even, you know, my lifts were not that great, but my runs were a little faster than some of those guys. So I did better, like in the last run, man standing for that run that we did at Battle Bunker. But anyways, yeah, so that was, that was fun. And I met Matt. And I was already signed up for rally. I didn't know that he was going to be at Battle Bunker. Um, and this is Matt S. Mm-hmm. Um, Steven. Matt Stevenson. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I saw, uh, so through the years, like through doing CrossFit and as I was getting into OCR and all that, my uh, I've done paddleboard races. And I'm just into like looking for challenges or adventure races or things like that that's just kind of been the ultimate goal uh, is i i think it's just keeping myself busy probably and, and stuff and in addition to the things i already have to stay busy with but um so i saw a rally and i saw that there was a paddleboard race and i was like oh hell yeah like i i crush paddleboard races like i don't even like i've not practiced a ton of paddleboarding but when i have had the opportunities. I went down to Key West once in like 2017 and we did a 5k paddleboard race right into a 5k run. And I think I won, I won the paddleboard race and I came in like second or third in the 5k, which was still only like a 21 minute 5k, Yeah, but it was, that was out of the people who did the paddleboard also, you know, so you were pretty shot. Like, my feet hurt so bad from paddleboard. You know, they, I don't know if you've ever done it or practiced oh, yeah. it you know, oh, yeah. for speed. But if you do it, like, I'll, all I do is just try not to fall, you know, and 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 just use my fitness and try to, ha- you know, think about driving the energy from my hips and from my quad, you know, quads and my hamstrings. And stuff. So I found, like, I, I used to do it a lot where, where I was at. I was always on, like, a lake. And so we had paddleboards. And I paddleboard. I mean, I paddleboard a bunch. Like, I'd take it out oh, for, like, cool. 10K. So I just 10K on the lake, you know, that'd take uh, yeah, somewhere in an hour and a half, you know, about four, four miles an hour or so on, on calm. That's, water. that's good. Man. On calm yeah. water. You're not on, you're not in the ocean. So you can move right. decent, but like, yeah. yeah, when you're thinking about it, it's almost like a mini squat and drive. Exactly. Yeah. If you can mini squat and drive, like it's, and then it's just about move, like stay in balance and dig, 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 like change direction. Like I count, maybe I'll do 10 strokes on one side. Yep. That's Whatever you got to do for 45 minutes. Like I did yeah. three miles in 40, 44 minutes or something, you know? Yeah, and so, your hands, like your hands and your abs are just there. Your hands are ripped up. Your abs are burning and you're just working the head. Burning and out. the arches of your feet are just yes. lit. And somebody said, lift your toes. Like you just try to literally think about lifting your toes up. It relieves that pain, which is nice. So if you do go out there and you start feeling that, think about just literally while you're going, picking your toes up. And yeah, the pain kind of goes away in the, the arts. Give, so. give your competition a little bit of help. They might need it. Um, yeah. So, no, well, well I'll, I'll do that after. I've made the mistake and pick, I've done pickleball tournaments. I do all kinds of stuff. I I've, I've, I played pickleball tournament against a kid. I play in singles matches. I play in doubles matches. I don't care. And, and uh, there was a 14-year-old 
and I and he was crying because of the match he lost. So he had to play me. I was in the losers bracket, and I gave him this pep talk, and he came out and kicked my ass. And I was like, all right, pep talks start happening after the uh, <laughs> after I go against my competition. Hey, so, so listen, that is not a story about how bad of a pickleball player you are. That is a story about how great of a coach you are. Yeah, no, no, idiot, idiot. He's still my competitor. Yeah, I did. T- I needed to teach him a different lesson that day. Uh, um, well. Like, because he was acting like a baby, but I was like, look, bro, you're young. Just cut this crap out. Like, you got to play me now, and you can still go to the championship, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So, <laughs> anyways, uh, I saw the passporting. I was like, I'm signing up. I signed up, like, as soon as the rally opened. I was – and it, it sold out pretty quickly or filled yes, up. Yes, it did. Quick. So um, I've been looking forward to it and just trying to do whatever I can. Like, there's going to be so much, so there's no one particular thing to train for. No, and, and like – I signed up for it. I was planning on coming. I was on the wait list, got in and had every, like yeah. I was training and had every intention. I was looking forward to it. I was like, all right, cool. And then life was just like, mm, that's not going to work. Uh, so I unfortunately won't be able to come race, but I was no, no. When, you, when you told me, I, I reached out to J- Jack Driscoll yes. and and then he spoke to Matt. He was on the waiting list or whatever. And so he got bumped in too. Good. I'm so glad, I want I'm glad. all the competitors there. Yeah, I'm glad he got in. Like, you know, if I'm going to drop out, I'm glad that they put somebody in there who is going to be a completely different athlete for me. He'll be the strong. He'll he'll crush the front squats, back squats. Um, right. I was going to be the little trail fairy and just run my ass off and try to get away from everybody. I know. I was hoping. Like, I'm loving it because there's they're like uh, Tim Perez, I think it is. He's going to he's going to be a beast. I think in a lot of most of the things, you know, there's just going to be some guys that are up and down in certain areas. Yeah. I look forward to watching. I don't know if you heard that. That was lightning. I thought it was just, you know, I thought it was just somebody fell over. Uh, it's crazy. Um, so we got storm rolling in, but, uh, but yeah, anyway, so he, he's coming, unfortunately, cause you weren't going to be able to make it now. Cause we were, you were telling me yeah. life happens. Though, like you said, life, life happens. But like I told you, because of signing up for it, I looked at the workouts and it forced me to train in a different way to like try. And, and I saw vast improvements on certain movements that I was getting crushed by. So yeah. that a little bit of a testament to like, when you put something on the calendar, it forces you to improve, particularly if it's something, you know, you're bad at. Yeah. So it at least did that. So I got some fitness out of it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Probably some more barbell stuff than you do normally, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. I was asking you about DT it. on Sunday. It's going to be – I've done it a few times already, and I've, I've, I've been managing to get it on just under seven minutes, like post other workouts. So I'm hoping yes. fresh on Sunday, rip and rip, and, and survive to that third row and then really let it let it rip. Are they going to be Are they going to be streaming stuff? Yeah, Matt – Davis, Matt's gonna be okay. There, he's so. he's gonna stream. All right, cool. Yeah, he'll be there all weekend. So, so my my Saturday is just gonna be fitness field. It's gonna be like Saturday and Sunday. Watching that, watching the High Rocks race over in Australia. Like, yeah, excited. Great games. See. Great games. Golly, I'm not gonna. I, I'm gonna have to have like four monitors. Great games is gonna be awesome too. I did great games last year. Yeah, and I know they changed some things and the scoring and the way that the endurance workout is gonna go is gonna be a little better. Um, you did it the year before. You didn't make it last year, right? No, no, I haven't been able to go the last two years. So, oh, two years. So, no, no. Years. I mean, like, I haven't, I haven't been able to come the year before and this year. This is what I mean. Right, right. right. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So I won't be. So not the last two years. I was there twenty twenty one. Um, twenty one. Right. Dude, so hot. That burpee four hundred. Are they? That's still in the mix. Yeah. That is a ridiculous workout when it's the heat index was like one thirteen when we did it. Dude, I have never 
dumped so much ice water on me and still not gotten cold. I know. It's, it's, it's brutal out there around that baseball field. Yeah, around that baseball field. They had us do a 200 meter for the endurance workout last year. It was a 200 meter bear crawl at the beginning. 200 meter bear crawl into that dead hang. Then the timer would run out, and then we had like 800 meter run, then the dead hang, then the overhead hold, the dead hang as they eliminated people up and around. I'll say I love a bear crawl. Um, Love a bear crawl. I've gone and done, I think the long, I did a 5K one time. Um, (laughs) It it, it hurts here. I did it on grass, so it didn't eat my hands up. But dude, your wrist joints eat some. But um, so yeah, so I look forward to seeing like how you do out there at Rally. I think that. It, it's a good mix for an athlete like you. Um, yeah, thanks. I hope, I hope it goes well. Some barbell movements. I don't know what else. You know, that uphill climb is going to be rough, uh, but that's after the 5K trail. Uh, now it's before the paddle. I think the paddle is like the second to last thing of the day or the last thing of the day. So, I mean, it might be good for you. Like, hey, keep distance, keep distance. Like, am I in touch? And then unleash. Yeah. I'm hoping I can just do well on the runs. If I can, the two runs, and then there's the uphill thing i don't know you know who knows about that that's, that's not it. carrying 90 pills 90 uh, 90 pounds up a 400 meter hill is going to be sick but yeah i think the incline profile was that was like 12 percent. so it's not the worst to have to carry right, and i've been doing practice on my 15 percent on my that's all i have on my treadmill so yeah um, i've been doing 100 pound sandbag with that so i should be you know decent I, I would think so because it's just what 90 pound it's a 30 pound vest 60 pound bag 30 pound rock and then a 60-pound okay. bag, so a backpack. So, I mean, it pull, it's a little bit different the way you're holding it, but, it, I mean, it's still 100 pounds going uphill, 90 pounds. Yeah. It is 90 pounds going uphill. Um, and so so with that, like, finishing out, yeah, uh, you got any shout-outs, anything you want to, you know, promote, talk about, any people you want to thank? No, um, I think people should check out, especially if you get into hybrid and, you know, the CrossFit world I know bleeds into hybrid now, a lot of CrossFit gyms. Um, I'm, I do emceeing for fitness events and things like that. I just did one this weekend down at FAU, which is the college here, um, in Boca and a big two day event, um, black, black sheep games. It was, uh, but I also work, uh, I do the emceeing for, we were talking about for the Florida grid league. Yeah. Um, and I do the YouTube play by play commentary, uh, with another guy, Alan and Ka- uh, Cassandra or Cassie, Cassie Martinez. Um, so um, you know, check out the grid, you know, nobody, if nobody knows what that is, um, it's the FGL.com Florida grid league. It's, 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 sick. It, it's if, if you like, if you like explosive, fast gymnastics, heavy movements and speed, like if you just want bang, bang, bang CrossFit. Yeah. Quick races, you know, a lot of races, every match, um, they, every year they're adding new movements. They do back handsprings. They got crazy gymnastic movements on the rings. You got guys clean and jerking. 275 pounds at the end of a race, you know, they get to showcase, they have players, they got strength players, utility players, um, body weight specialists. Those are the ones who do, you know, gymnastics and all that jazz. So um, it's, it's fun. I, I was actually on a team in 2018 during my CrossFit kind of thing. So uh, there was a team, my friends who owned the gym I was at at the time opened up, a, uh, uh, started a team in the league. Um, and I was able to do, they, you had to do burpees to a, a ring that was nine foot, nine inches. You'd smash that by the way, uh, nine foot, nine inches off the ground burpee, just touch the ring and you had to do nine at the end of a race. And it was the last race of the match. And, uh, most teams struggled with it. Cause once you hit that ring, it starts doing this a little bit. And if you're rushing and you just don't time that, you lose the whole race. Somebody lost the championship last year in the I- whole league. I watched it. Yeah. 
Yeah. So not able to hit the ring just happens, man. And, and that guy was taller too. You know, it was just timing. He was just, you know, he'd been doing work throughout the entire match. I, I'm not, <laughs> I wasn't as useful in a, in a lot of things. Good. I'm, I'm good with burpees, jumps, all that. So uh, yeah, definitely checking out all that stuff. But that ble- I think that all bleeds into it. There were a couple of girls who were on one of the teams that went to High Rocks Worlds. Yeah, they were uh, they in uh, they're in Miami. Yes, they qualified they in Miami. Miami. Yep, so. I told, spoke with them in Miami, and I was like, yeah, you're the grid league girls. I know y'all. And uh, yeah, so yeah. I spoke with them for a bit, and then, yeah, they went over for Worlds. Um, yeah. Dude, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, I wish you the best of luck this weekend. Thanks, and, brother. you know, I- I'll keep an eye out for things. Keep in touch, travel safe, and thank you so much for your time